Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, Disney family. I hope you are having a magical week. This is Valentine's week. I am going to be talking about solo Disney trips. And last week I was talking about Disneyland. We just got back from Walt Disney World, and here I am talking to you about a solo trip, and you're probably like, why? Like, how many trips are we doing this year? Well, there has been a bunch of announcements over the last couple of weeks. One of them is we know Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to be coming to Walt Disney World this summer, which in my head means August because, you know, everything is always just a tiny bit late at Walt Disney World. And then... The announcement that 1900 Park Fair is reopening, and I am so excited. The theme has changed, so I'm a little, um, how do I say it? Maybe skeptical, worried, still excited? I don't know. I want to know if it's going to work. The theme is more of a wish upon a star type theme. So you have Aladdin who, you know, wished for a better life on the rooftop. You have Cinderella, our original wishing princess. You have Tiana who wished upon a star, kissed a frog. And then you have Mirabelle whose wish was to keep her family safe when she saw the cracks in the um, casita. So Do I think it's a reach? Yes, I do. I absolutely think it's a reach. Do I think it's going to work? I think so. I do know 1900 Park Fair has had a completely, um, a complete remodel. It's been completely done. So I'm assuming that they have put in all the details necessary to make that theme work. I am wishing for Asha to join. Hello, we just made a movie about the wishing star. So where is she? But I'm sure they'll take feedback. Let's go experiences. Reservations open for it on March 5th. I am going to be going down there and staying at an all-star resort. The discount is just too good to pass up. My Walt Disney World bestie, Chris, is going to be meeting me down there. I think I'm going to do a Thursday to Sunday trip. She's going to come for the weekend. I would like to do some of the things that I don't get to do when I have my kids, like Keys to the Kingdom, maybe the Wild Africa track, just because my kids, it's going to be a while before they're old enough to do it, so I might as well try that adventure. We're going to be getting the Disney dining plan because, of course, we're going to be going to that character meal. Plus that alcoholic beverage, you're already looking at $70 spent there. We're hoping that it's only going to be one table service credit since it is at a resort, but we are not 100% sure yet. And then... We will also meet up with other creators that are local to Orlando because it's something we don't get to do. Usually when we're at Walt Disney World, we are experiencing the trip with our family. It doesn't leave a lot of room for friends. And so with a trip by myself, I can make it all about seeing people that I don't get to see. So I'm really excited to start planning that. And this trip really came about because of 1900 Park Fair. I think I'll plan another trip when Tiana's Bayou Adventure comes out. It makes it a little bit easier because I do have an annual pass. I can stay pretty cheap at value resorts, and we have a regional airport that flies in pretty cheap. I can get a round-trip flight sometimes for as low as $69. 
So if you're wondering, like, what do I need to do because you want to make this happen for yourself? Like, this is my thought process every time that I go on a trip. Obviously, I'm a mom of four kids who are very active and have a million sports. So the first thing is like making sure that I have coverage. And so once I know I have coverage between like my, obviously my husband is their parent too, and he can handle all of this and he could actually just do it all. And I could just jet out, but I don't want to make it more difficult for him while I'm gone the same way he doesn't like to make things more difficult for me when he's gone. So the same way that he would get coverage for like the kids sports and that kind of stuff, I get coverage for my half of the stuff that he's not used to doing. So that is typically dance with the girls, gymnastics with the girls and tutoring schedules. He does all the sports. If it involves a ball for any of the kids, boys or girls, he's in charge. Because I completely have taken myself out of that. So he does the girls basketball, boys basketball, um, whenever they're playing. He's also the commissioner of the entire league for 900 kids. So he is a very full plate. So making sure that the girls get to dance and gymnastics and the kids get to tutoring when they need to is not like a huge ask. So that's what my half of the responsibility will be while I'm gone is making sure that's covered. I also had to make sure it's the best weekend that works for us. I looked at flights the best weekends to go down that were the cheapest and then also looked at the value resorts. So here's the thing about the value resorts when I'm by myself. I love the value resorts when I'm alone because they're cheap and I don't need to rush anywhere. So I'm not going to spend money or use an absorbent amount of points to stay anywhere because the value resort works fine. Right now, I think there are 140-ish or something or a little bit less after taxes, and I'm splitting that with someone. So that's a pretty good deal on getting to Disney. Now, we do want to add the Disney dining plan, but we want to see first how many table credits like 1900 Park Fair is, and then we're going to decide if there's somewhere else we would like to try that's new. I really would like to go back to Summer House without the kids and see how like the brunch menu actually is and get a bunch of like appetizers and not get a meal because I do think it would be better and I really want it to give it that second chance that it really deserves. Obviously, the next thing is I'm going to really set my budget and I'm going to stick to it. I don't need a lot. I just need the room, the flight, and then obviously food. I have an annual pass, so that takes away a lot of the cost, right? Because technically it's free because it's already paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go enough days to make it actually really worth it. So I have the annual pass. And so I think that I can get by on this trip with everything, including food, for probably $700 if you include the room, the flight, and then the food I want to eat, which is going to be a little bit more than normal. I could probably cut that down if I was going to scale the food down, but part of me going is specifically to try the food, (laughs) try new foods. So that's why the budget's a little bit more. I can guarantee you that my food will cost more than my flight and my room. So That is the budget that I'm setting. And you might be thinking like, you know, why are you going to Disney if you can have a weekend away? Like, don't you want to go somewhere else? No, because I'm not going to be able to go anywhere else for $700. If I go somewhere else, I'm going to want like a spa weekend, which that's going to be astronomical. By the time I get like a massage and a facial and nails and feet and all that stuff done, 
it, it's so expensive. So sometimes escaping to Disney for a weekend makes financial sense for me because I can get a weekend away or three nights away for a total of $700 all inclusive. And I get my three nights. I stay at all-star resort, get my little bit of Disney and then get to try new things. I get content that I can bring back to help people plan trips that are going to be special for their family. So for me, it's a win, win, win all around. The beautiful thing about having a Disney account is that when our family goes other places, I don't have to tell you. So we do travel to other places and we do have other vacations. Sometimes I share like a little tidbit or like one photo in my story. So if you're following my stories, you get to see that. But otherwise, you would think the only place that I ever went in my whole life is Disney. But that's just not the case. We go other places. We have weekend adventures. But Disney for us is that second home. It's the lake house for some people. We don't have a lake house. We go to Disney. That is our place where we go to recharge, have a family adventure, and try new things because Walt Disney World is always changing. So what's the plan when we get there? Are we doing parks? Of course. So we are trying to sit down right now and decide, like, which park do we need to go to? Which park do we need the most content from? I think when I get there a day early, I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom and I want to do the Keys to the Kingdom tour. I have been wanting to do it for two years now, but never found the opportunity. It's a five-hour tour. So it's not something that's easy to do if I'm going with my family. And then the other times that I would take solo trips, it would be for like run Disney or an event So there wasn't time there either to go and do this five-hour tour. So my plan is to register for Keys to the Kingdom, do that on like Thursday so I can experience it, get, you know, more content of Magic Kingdom, just enjoy there, maybe go check out Happily Ever After. And, um, And then I'm sure we will stop by Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I'm not sure if we're gonna make it to animal kingdom on this trip but when we come back during the summer for tiana's bayou adventure we will definitely make sure that we go to animal kingdom and then obviously i have my 40th birthday so i am kind of going a lot this year without the kids they are just going in january with the trip we just had and then december and um, that's all they really need we may squeeze in one more trip with our babysitters because we want to take them before they're off to college and we'll do just like a short weekend. But in terms of long, actual Disney trips that resemble the trips that the people who are in the magic community or, you know, follow Well Hello Magic, we have two trips like that this year. So I'm currently saving up every month right now for Christmas time. The first half of the trip, we are going to stay in the all-star music family suites because we want to check that out to see if that is a viable option because I can tell you right now my husband says two studios at all-star music is not a viable option so I'm hoping that the family suite set up with the kitchenette will be better and then the second half we're probably going to stay at Animal um, Kingdom Lodge we have to wait till our next allotment of points comes out so um, we'll try to book that so that's kind of the rundown for the trips. The Christmas trip is going to be pretty magical. We're taking my mother-in-law and um, my husband's great or her husband's aunt who has never been to Walt Disney World, who is 75 years old. She is one of the last cases of polio. She was actually in quarantine whenever 
um, the vaccine was being administered and then she was diagnosed with polio. So we are so excited to take her to the most magical place on earth because it'll be the first time she's ever seen the castle at the age of 75. So that will be pretty special. So that is pretty much the rundown of the trips that I have this year. So when I think about what can I accomplish on this first solo trip, it really is going to be about the food. It's going to be about food. It's going to be about capturing more content. If you have any suggestions or want me to try um, a restaurant, send me a DM over on Well Magic because I would be happy to do that. There's a few that I'm trying to reserve with my husband that we haven't had a chance to eat at. So like Narcuzzi's is one of those. We had a reservation at Citrico's for the whole family, but we ended up canceling it because we didn't feel like going to eat dinner one night. So I need to eat there. Um, I'm sure Chris and I will go to Enchanted Rose, which is like a lounge um, bar thing at Grand Floridian before our reservation or after, depending if we do breakfast or dinner. I also am going to be filming how to get that dining reservation too, and I will upload that on YouTube. Um, We'll probably make it our last day because when you get a reservation, when you get reservations at Walt Disney World, especially popular ones, the key is the most popular reservation you book the furthest into your trip because you're allowed to book for 10 days of your vacation as long as as it's a single stay and you're out at Walt Disney World. That's kind of why I'm not on team split stay right now. For a long time, I was doing the split stays because at the beginning of the trip, when we're park heavy, I was staying at the value or moderate resort. That way I didn't have to. um... Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Have the price tag of, like, the deluxe or the points of using that I had to use for deluxe resort and be at the park all the time. Recently, I just have not wanted to move. You know, it it is a lot of work, especially with four kids to move. So the only way I move is if it's a long enough trip. So the Christmas trip is four days in um, all-star music and four days at Animal Kingdom Lodge. That for me is long enough to stay in one area and do a split stay and not feel like I was rushing. But there was a time where I was doing like two days and three days. And that just felt like too much because you don't really unpack at the first location. By the time you feel settled at the second location, it's time to leave. So I feel like you have an eight day total trip and you do a split stay that way because towards the end of your trip, you're really going to want to enjoy your resort. And hopefully by that time, you're not going as hard in the parks. So If you're going to do a split stay, that's my recommendation. If you want the dining reservations that are hard to get, I don't recommend split stays. Because if you have a split stay, you have two 60-day windows. Because it doesn't matter if you're staying at Walt Disney Resort the whole eight days. 
they're looking at your 60-day window based on the reservation that you have made the room reservation. So if that first room reservation only has four days, that's as far as you can book out, which is why, again, split stays are kind of, you know, on these bigger trips are hard. But I also understand the cost because it's so expensive. It's so many points. And if it allows you to stay at a deluxe resort because you're staying at a value resort for part of it, then there's other ways to get these reservations. Okay, so let's talk about dining alerts because something has changed. It's not working the same. When I was doing dining alerts this last trip, I would always get the alert, but if I clicked on the link to log me in immediately, it would not always log me in. And by the time that it would log me in, the dining alert is gone. So that quickness that you needed to be the first one to beat out the other dining alerts was not working. So I wanted to make sure that we got Tusker House in the morning specifically. So I decided, okay, I'll put it on Mouse Dining. I'll put it on Stakeout. If I need to, I'll put it on Mouse Watcher. But Mouse Keeper Pro has a pretty cheap, you know, membership. So I'll go there and put it on there. And I get to their page and it says goodbye. So they closed down because Disney Dining made an update that would require the user to log in. So they decided that they didn't want to make that update. They didn't want to make that change in their system to make it work fast and efficient. So they closed down. So there is an obvious change that has made it more difficult for these third-party companies to get you signed in to get the dining reservations. However, once I realized that that was not working, I, I quickly was like, something is up. Instead of clicking on the alert, I just went straight to the page because one of the reservations I really wanted was Bippity because I wanted the boys to do it so I could record the boys doing it before they're completely aged out of wanting to do it or being willing to do it. And that's how I got the reservations. I literally would see the alert pop up because you always have your notifications on your phone 30 days before your trip so that way you can Pay attention to any Disney alerts that you get. And obviously in that period, you're doing Disney dining alerts if there's restaurants you specifically want to get. And so I would see the alert. I would go straight into my app, which was logged in a lot of the times because I'm on it a lot, especially at home right before a trip. And that's how I got the reservation. So again, I don't know what has 100% changed but something is different. I asked my husband if it was the same for him, and he said that he was able to still log in through the link that was presented in the text message about 90% of the time. However, he was only getting reservations about half of the time. So like he would see the alert, click on it, and before it, because he works from his phone a lot during the day, and he's on calls a lot. So he would easily just tap it and get that reservation because he, he would have the phone in his hand already. Well, that's not the case anymore. It still, you know, took about 50% of the reservations that he wanted to get. It's also tricky now because you can cancel two hours before your meal. So where the day before you would get so many drops because people were canceling reservations because they didn't want to be charged that $10 per person. It's not 100% like that anymore. I do think people's plans still solidify the day before, and so they will get rid of things that don't work for them. But cancellations are usually same day now. So if you want a super early morning reservation, I have had a Chef Mickey pop up at 7.30 at 6 a.m. in the morning. So 
you can't get your hopes set on it because again, it's just too close to the day where you want to do something. However, I'm seeing a lot more morning cancellations when people realize they can't make it to their reservation or they're changing plans or maybe they want to go to a different park. That's how people are getting, you know, those. So definitely check in the morning when you're getting your Genie Plus situated, you may find a restaurant that is available that wasn't available the night before. So I will definitely test that out as I plan for this trip because it's really not that far away. Reservations open again on March 5th for 1900 Park Fair for anyone who's going. It is the Wish Upon a Star theme or the wishing theme. So we will see how that goes. I expect a lot of exciting updates to come out over the next couple of weeks. I expect more Epcot walls to come down because that is also due to be finished this summer. So we'll probably try to combine a Tiana trip with the Epcot walls coming down. And, you know, if it gets too close to when my birthday weekend is, I guess I'll just see it my birthday weekend. But there are some really exciting things that are coming up at Walt Disney World. I do think I see in my future having like a Galentine's Disney trip for Well Hello Magic. Like, you know, there's so many of you who say that you would be interested. I think we could get at least 20 people there. Um, I feel like February would be a good month. Maybe January would be a good month. Well, maybe not January because January is right after the holidays and we're all like in shock still. So I feel like February might be a good time to think about it. I don't know. We'll, we'll play around with it and see if we can make it happen. And if it doesn't happen next year, um, maybe we'll do a Halloween one if, it's, if it can't be around Valentine's. It's just February. You still get all the deals. It's a little bit cheaper and the weather's really nice. You wait till Halloween, you're on fire all of a sudden. <laughs> and um, it's more expensive because more people are wanting to go. And there's, you know, we could use the holiday weekends, I feel like, in February a little bit more because that's also the key, too. If we really were to do like a Well Hello Magic trip to Disney, we probably would need to make sure it's around a holiday weekend for all, you know, the moms and um, parents and stuff that are in the group that would want to. Come. So I do have some single old gents and ladies that would want to come too. So that would be great. And um, so we'll we'll see. I'll keep like throwing it out there and brainstorming how to make it work and make it affordable for everyone to come. Because I do think a meetup would be really cool and so much fun. But I do hope you follow along on me planning this next trip. I am going to be starting a Genie Plus series next week. Just because we we need a refresh, um, things are things are the same and different. I don't know if Disney's going to make any more announcements or changes to Genie Plus. They teased this Genie Plus announcement, and then they added variable pricing. And part of me feels like that was the surprise, everyone. That was the change. I don't know if any more changes are going to come. I don't know if we're going to ever be able to reserve a few rides beforehand before we get to the park like we used to with FastPass, which I do think would calm people down because you would have a little bit less anxiety when you're trying to book that first ride at 7 a.m. But with some of these rides, the way they sell out, if we went to early booking of some sort, if you were on site, you're definitely going to have the advantage over the off-site guests. And with how quick some of these rides sell out, that potentially could mean off-site guests never get a chance to Genie Plus some of these super high demand rides. And 
I don't know how you make this fair. I don't know how you make that process fair if you allow some people to book early or if you give them an earlier window to book early. I don't know. Maybe you would actually end up being the same as booking at 7 a.m. and then allow like on-site guests to book one more additional ride than off-site. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But as of right now, none of those changes. I'll start a new Genie series on the podcast next week. And um, you know, I'll be talking about this solo trip, but now really, you know, bestie trip um, over the next couple of weeks as well. So I hope you have a magical rest of your day and we will see you next week. So I will definitely test that out as I plan for this trip because it's really not that far away. Reservations open again on March 5th for 1900 Park Fair for anyone who's going. It is the Wish Upon a Star theme or the wishing theme. So we will see how that goes. I expect a lot of exciting updates to come out over the next couple of weeks. I expect more Epcot walls to come down because that is also due to be finished this summer. So we'll probably try to combine a Tiana trip with the Epcot walls coming down. And, you know, if it gets too close to when my birthday weekend is, I guess I'll just see it my birthday weekend. But there are some really exciting... Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.